0: This is leah and welcome to this week's hashtag for paris podcast it is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching i'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end but for now let's jump right in
1: welcome uh really glad that you're joining us uh this week online if this is your very first time watching my name is joel i am uh the pastor here at uh the church and uh regardless of where you are watching uh, online i'm reminded of particularly this week of just how good it is for us that even if we're apart, we're still able to uh, connect. And we know that we have people who watch because they're not able to be with us in person on one particular Sunday. Uh, we know others who just haven't been able to get back um, to Paris yet. And so we're still so fortunate that we're able to connect uh, this way. Uh, for me, um, I'm reminded again of just uh, the value of being online because I've been away all week. I'm actually hanging out in Calgary uh, this week and so this is my uh, hotel room uh, that you see and I was able to get back in time uh, to record to get it online and so we are doing it here um, in Calgary. Well, this week uh, we are taking a bit of a pause from our regular series and just celebrating what God has done in the last five, six years. Um, For some of you, you are aware that we have been through a building capital campaign for the last three years. And so I want to use this time to kind of walk us through this and and to be reminded again of God's faithfulness in the midst of all of life. Maybe you're watching today and you're wondering, you know, is, is God at work in life? Is, is God faithful? And, and my hope for you is that as I share the, the experience that, that I've gone through as a pastor, but more importantly, that we've gone through as a church, we have seen the faithfulness of God. That as we stop and as we begin to look back, we begin to see uh, what I would refer to as the fingerprints of God over everything. We've been involved in a capital campaign, in the, the renovation, restoration of our building that has, that has been over two and a half million dollars. And I'll be the first to admit that when we first started this project, I was like, what are we doing? And so I want to walk you through this whole series of just from the decision we made to how it happened to the outcomes that are now being achieved. And what I see over and over again is God's faithfulness at work. And so we're going to kind of pull away and come back and look at different segments. But, but I just want to share with you this story that has been abundantly clear to me again of just how faithful God has been in our midst and how that is true for you as well. So let's jump into this next segment that I'm calling The Decision. So the decision, I remember very vividly in about 2016, um, Rebecca, the kids and I had left the church for a year for a leave of absence to go and work and live in Malawi, the southern part of Africa. And the church was great. They kind of let us do what we were doing. But I remember an email coming in as there was a recognition that there was an issue with our roof. Now, if you've been by our building or you've seen our building, it is a beautiful building, uh, built in 1893. Uh, but the roof was failing. Uh, initial reports was that it was going to be about two million dollars just to fix the roof. So, the early part of 2017, we began having conversations about what exactly were we going to do. We we started to explore uh, all the possible opportunities. And on the table were the reality of, do we fix the building? Do we leave the building and start something new? And so what do we do? And so we began a process of praying, of discussing, of talking to real estate agents, of of basically looking at every possible opportunity. Now, for those of you that know me or perhaps were around during the midst of this, you you would know that, that I am not a building guy. And so in my mind, I initially thought $2 million for a roof, like like this would have been one of those repairs that that we would have had to raise and spend $2 million and you would have noticed no difference in the building. And so for me, I was thinking this this is a clear sign that, that it is time to leave the building. But we wanted to take the appropriate steps. And so we evaluated kind of where we're at. And we realized that, that that some of the challenges within the building were not going to be sorted even if we fixed the roof. You know, we still had a lack of parking. We, we, we still couldn't build any additional space. The, 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 the rooms we had weren't always necessarily meeting our needs. And so we began to wonder what exactly should we do. About a year into the process, we, we were praying and we were discussing and And finally, we came to a place as elders where we decided we needed to make the decision. Were we going to stay in the building and spend millions and millions of dollars to fix the roof, or were we going to leave the building and go elsewhere? I remember quite vividly that we met on a Saturday. We had heard from the building team and the elders met the the leaders of the church to, to pray, to to discern again, and to make the decision. On that Saturday, we decided unanimously that we believed we should leave the building. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I can't hear you, I can't see your expressions, but yeah, like if this is live, feel free to uh, boo me. But, but the thought was this, is that we would take three days, we would not make it public, and we would go away individually, and we would pray and just ask for peace and unity, that this was the right decision. I remember leaving that meeting and that night, Saturday night, did not getting a great rest. But I remember specifically Sunday morning I got up needing to prepare for Sunday morning worship. And I got into the shower and I felt like I was almost immobilized. A feeling came over me that I realized I, I feel literally unwell. Like beyond sick to my stomach. And I felt that, that I wasn't going to be able to, to, to even go to church and, and lead anything. And my mind it started to race of like, okay, I've got to get other people on board. I've got to get someone else to fill in for me. And then suddenly it dawned on me, I think I know what is going on here. I felt as if God wanted to speak to me further about this decision around leaving the building. And so I offered up a, a bit of a prayer, more of a plea, maybe a bit of a bargain. I was like, listen, God, just get me through the morning. Just, just, just allow me to go to church and then we'll deal with this. Well, God was good and God was faithful and I started to feel a little bit better. But it weighed heavily on my mind. And I remember going to the church and leaving the service and maybe no one noticed. And then coming home the rest of the day and just not feeling well, just feeling a a sense of unease, a lack of peace. Monday was the same and Tuesday morning was the same. And I quickly came to a place of realizing that I think we're making the wrong decision. That I felt unwell about us leaving the building. That, that I felt as if God was trying to get my attention. I was not looking forward to that Tuesday night meeting when I was going to sit down back with the elders And I recognize that that I was the one who was really pushing for us to leave the building. And now I was going to sit in a room and essentially say to these individuals, I think we've made a mistake. I remember Tuesday night we, we met in the church. And I didn't say much of anything that was profound. I remember just sitting in the room and looking around the room and essentially asking the question, so where are we at was silence and if you know the elders if you know my leaders in this church silence is is not something that happens if ever and so I start to share what my experience was of how I had a lack of peace and that I felt that that we needed to rethink the decision we had made on Saturday to leave the building it was a powerful moment because one by one, we went around the room and other elders shared that they too were uneasy about this decision. And it was in that moment that we started to realize that God was at work. That it was God who wanted us to stay in the building. We, we didn't fully understand why. The, the problems of parking hadn't gone away. The, the, the issues of the cost of, of the fix of the roof hadn't gone away. The, the other issues within the building hadn't gone away. But we were convinced that day that we we're to stay in the building. You, you see, God is faithful. God, is, God, God often brings us into places to, to help us make decisions if we create the space for Him. And so we announced to the congregation that that we had made the decision to stay in the building. (laughs) Little did I know at that time what was about to come, about how much we were going to have to lean upon the faithfulness of God, not just simply in making the decision, but in carrying out what was about to happen next. So let's jump into the plan that was about to follow. So the plan. What I often learn over and over again is that oftentimes when it comes to the faithfulness of God, that we have to be patient. That, that oftentimes God will lead us in a direction and in our minds... It may not always make sense. In, in, in our minds, we, 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 we may not fully understand what God is up to. But if we believe that God is faithful, we know that God is up to something. You see, as the plan started to unfold, we, we started to realize that if we were to stay in this place, that, that there was a reason. And it wasn't just because God loves historic buildings and architecture. It's because he had a plan, a bigger plan than what we could see. That that our location was actually a brilliant place to be. That, That we are in the heart of Paris. And suddenly staying in the building became a significant part of who we were as a church. Up until this point, we'd been talking a lot about being for Paris. It had been relatively new. And and for us, what that means is that that we want to be for people. That that we want to come alongside and support people. And suddenly became abundantly clear that if we were to stay in this building, that we didn't want to simply be a church in the community, but that we wanted to be a church that was for our community. And that meant that we had a building that was going to be used by the community. And suddenly we began to to get this vision of, of we're not just going to simply fix the roof, but how do we begin to build and create this building in such a way that it is a benefit, not only for our ministries, but ultimately for the community in which we live. And so we came up with a plan. The plan was going to be a multi-year phased in approach where, yes, we're going to do the restoration, but we're also going to begin to renovate the space of the building as well so that it could become a church and a building for our community. Uh, Initial estimates that we're going to have to spend over $3 million. And I remember scratching my head and thinking like, how is this going to happen? But God, God is faithful. Well, after a year of preparing the plan and getting drawings and and starting our capital campaign, there was great excitement heading into 2020. In March of 2020, we were going to launch our capital campaign. Couldn't have been worse timing in many ways. We we were stepping into a global pandemic and, and we were about to raise money to fix our building. But God... Is faithful. As I look back on this, I start to see just, just how if we would have stepped out of this building and started a new build, we would have been sunk. I mean, imagine building a new church in the midst of COVID. I mean, the, the cost of materials, the, the cost of construction were going through the roof. Not, not, only, not only that, but in order to start a new build, you'd have to raise all the money up front. Some of the challenges that we were facing with with the actual renovation God was providing for. One of the big questions was, if we're going to renovate the sanctuary, the, the main auditorium, what were we going to do when we were doing that? Well, COVID, as you remember, shut down public places of worship for a number of months. And it was there that we made the decision that we would start to renovate the sanctuary, turn it into a space that could be used for concerts, for for graduations. It could be used by theater companies. And again, we started to see the faithfulness of God. I remember when, when COVID hit, I started to wonder, like, how, are, are people going to be able to, to give? Or is this even going to happen? You know what was amazing? Was in the span of COVID, the generosity of others was incredible. That, that our givings have never been higher than the last number of years. In three years, we have raised over $1.4 million. In addition to, to the grants that we've received from the government, from, from, from the Trillium Fund, from our national church, and it has enabled us to continue the process. You see, the plan was, was to go through a phased approach, and it has been amazing in the last three years to see the faithfulness of God as evidence to the generosity of others in our church and in our community. People coming alongside to to volunteer and to help. And so to all of you who have done that, thank you. As I I look back, I I start to see just the faithfulness of God, not only in helping us make the decision, but in also beginning to lay out the plan as to how it was about to happen. Seeing how faithful God is truly was. And so we come to the final phase, and that is the outcome, how it's all begun to fall into place. So what has been the outcome? In the last number of years, I have seen us as a church become even more community Minded, And a big part of that has been our building. As you've, as you've heard us say, we talk about being for Paris. And as this past year, we, we start to rethink a new name for our church. And so now we're Paris Community Church, again, reminding us of the importance of being for our community. And our building is a big part of that. You, you see, we wanted to renovate and restore our building, not just simply for our usage, but for the purposes of our community. It's, it's amazing to see how the building is being used, that, that even during COVID up until now, our building has never been used more. I think of the ministry of, of the raw care, just the incredibly important ministry of our church. As part of the renovation, we, we, we put in a walk-in freezer because we see the benefit of this ministry in providing jobs to, to, to people. And provide an amazing soup within our community. We we see the growth of our community dinner. Over over seventy people now are coming out once a month to to build community, to 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 be with one another, to eat delicious food. We we see youth groups. We see our kids ministry. We 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 see small groups continuing to use our building. But more than that, we see community groups coming in. We see concerts. We see. Uh, theater productions. We, we see community groups at work. This past year, we, we, we kind of took a rough estimate and we, we estimate between 12 and 14 groups are using our building every week. What does that mean? It means in the past year, 15,000 people have used our building for ministry and for community purposes. We, we start to see the faithfulness of God in all that is happening. You see, for us as a church, we don't want to simply be a church in our community. We want to be a church for our community. And as we look to the future, we continue to trust in the faithfulness of God. You see, it was the faithfulness of God that that helped us make the decision, even though at this time it didn't seemingly make sense. Through the midst of of, of the process and the plan, we see the faithfulness of God in not only providing, but in, in pointing us back as to why this was the right decision. And it's in this place, as we continue to look to the future, that we trust in the faithfulness of God. You see, I, I tell this story not just simply to, to evidence the faithfulness of God for us as a church, but hopefully to be an encouragement to you as well. Maybe you have a decision and wondering what you should do. Would you, would you consider trusting God and, and allowing him to become a part of this conversation? Trust that he is faithful, that he will guide you in the direction you are to go. Or, or maybe you're heading in a path that, that, that you believe God has led you towards and, and it's not quite making sense for you, would you trust the process? Would you lean in on God and, and realize that He is faithful? Because oftentimes what we see in our lives is that we see the faithfulness of God as we begin to look back upon what He is doing. And so thank you for, for joining us this week. I, I hope this has been a, an encouragement to you, a, a reminder to you of, again, just the faithfulness of God at the midst of life. And so I don't know what, what you're dealing with, but I just want just to close in, in prayer and, and pray for you that, that you too would experience the faithfulness of God in your life. Let me pray. And so Lord Jesus, as I reflect upon the story of our church, I give you thanks for your faithfulness for how you have guided us in the decision, how you have provided for us in the midst of the plan, and how you continue to, to urge us as we move forward. I pray for those that are, that are watching here today. Perhaps they are struggling with the decision or, or the direction of their life. God, I pray that they would know that you are faithful. I pray that they would lean into you, trusting in you to guide them in whatever they are facing. For this we ask, Jesus, in your name, amen. Well, thank you for for joining us uh, this week. Um, I just pray that you would know God's faithfulness in your life today. Have a great rest of your week.
0: It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca.